Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS is proud to be the number one Western store in the USA and have been providing quality Western wear and horse tax since 1989. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, Modern Cowboy brand apparel is available at NRS, as well as the Cowboy Whey Protein from our Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line. Click the link in our Instagram bio to shop the Modern Cowboy collection at NRS World. And be sure and use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Now, that's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but on everything NRS carries, with only a few exceptions. So shop Modern Cowboy brand at NRS. Use code MODERNCOWBOY for a 10% discount on your entire purchase at checkout. And remember... Whether you're the most punchy West Texas cowboy or you work on Wall Street and wear cowboy boots, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. fall I get back up again Sense my saddle up and find me another way Let it take me where it wants to go Another one horse town Another damned old rodeo I know this life is crazy I'll be home soon, baby I'll ride in on a sunny day Sing you a song, steer your heart away Like a cowboy Hang my hat like I'm here for a while Kick off my boots and drive you wild Like a cowboy Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. You know, I'm I'm super excited to have my guests on on today. And and something about doing this podcast over the last man, it's going to be three years in June, which is crazy. Uh, we we've got over 150 episodes now out, but it's just the connections you know that you make with people and the people I've been able to meet that uh, you know I would never have been able to meet or connect with uh, if not for the podcast. So today today's guest is is uh, it's just beyond cool for me. Um, there was a, another guy, I just had him on the podcast, uh, uh, Marty Williams. And I met Marty through LinkedIn, which is kind of weird. Cause I'm hardly ever on LinkedIn. And, uh, but he'd reached out and then he'd come through Wickenburg. And so I said, Hey, well, let's meet up. So, uh, ended up meeting up with him and, and Marty, his episode is going to be out here in probably another week. Uh, I just had him on but he's an FBI agent and uh, was an FBI agent. And I've got this fascination with always wanting a badge and, you know, especially the one that's on your belt with your gun, you got your regular, you know, starchies on and stuff. But anyway, so we got, we got, we met in town here and we got to talking and, and then um, uh, one thing led to another and he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, who'd be cool on your podcast is uh, Bryce Long. And I'm like, Oh, well, who's that? And he goes, well, he's wrote a bunch of hit songs. And he goes, he wrote that song for Randy Hauser, uh, like a cowboy in, so that right there, I mean, you know, that's kind of like that's kind of like the Jerry Maguire moment for me. You know, you had me at, at hello, uh, but because uh, I got to tell, you, I got to I got to go back a little bit. When I first heard that song, uh, it was uh, right after 
or not long after I was diagnosed with, uh, you know, that weird genetic disorder, I've got the, the hemochromatosis. And so it was a pretty, pretty low point in my life. One, one of the lowest, really, you know, I was going through treatment for that. And, you know, it was, we were coming out of the tail end of the, of the, uh, building boom. And, you know, we got kind of crushed financially in that, uh, as well, but man, with the first time I heard that song, uh, it just was like, it was, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like your medicine. And I, I mean, I listened to that song over and over and over and just, even when I think about it now, you know, it just makes that hair stand up on my arms and back of my neck. So, uh, to have the guy on that wrote that song, uh, is, is just crazy. I don't know if I even said that before, but, uh, Bryce actually wrote that song and, and uh, we're, anyway, we're going to talk to Bryce about that, but I just wanted to kind of give a little background on that. People know that listen to the podcast, you know, I'm a huge, huge music person. I mean, I, I, as most, I think most people are, but it, it kind of, to me, defines our lives to a certain, to a certain degree. Uh, and uh, anyway, so I, I, I'm just excited to have, to have Bryce on um, and uh you know talk to him hear his story and uh, right before we got on before we started recording he told me he goes yeah right after this i got to write with jamie johnson so it's like uh yeah i'm, I'm rubbing elbows with all the big guys now so <laughs> anyway with, without any further ado uh bryce welcome to the modern cowboy podcast dan thanks for having me man i i love what you're doing uh like i told you briefly there before we started this thing i've uh, got to pull up a few episodes of you've you've done such a great job and you've interviewed so many great people. I'm a good buddy with Kate Swore, who I, I just think the world of him and Sarah, his wife, and they're just wonderful people. Ross Coleman's a good buddy of mine. Uh, of course, I know you had Josh Ward on and Josh is he's cut a couple things of mine and I've written songs with Josh. And um, so, man, thank you for having me. Oh, but hey, man, it, it, it's it's a real honor. Um, it, it's crazy, you know. Just you mentioned, you know, all these 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 other guys that they're, you know, top rodeo guys and stuff. Uh, this is something else I know about you. Uh, I think Marty had told me you're like a number six uh, uh, roper. Yeah, man. I uh, I've had uh, team roping to me is just. I mean, it's such a it's just such a love and a passion and and um, something that I've. I just, you know, it's always been something that, you know, music to me has been a, a thing for me that has been a, a huge part of my life. And along with that, roping has always been the same thing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, so many great people in it. Uh, it's such a, a release for me, um, especially, you know, music. Uh, it's what I do for a living. But man, that just to get horseback and, and rope and, and uh, I grew up. Um, I grew up in Kentucky. I've, you know, uh, I run into so many people who are like, Hey man, what part of Texas are you from? Or, <laughs> you know, uh, when I first, my first writing deal was with, uh, Reba McIntyre's company starstruck. And, and then the first time I met her, I was in the hallway of their office and she, she asked me that she, they introduced us. And of course I had, you know, I, I had my, buckle on and boots and the whole deal and she's like oh uh what part of texas are you from and i said well i'm not and she said oh you're an okie and i said no ma'am i'm not and uh, i kind of laughed i said you know they raise cowboys in kentucky too and, and uh, she loved that so it was fun but i you know i grew up around horses and my my dad you know had cattle and uh we preconditioned feeder calves and then you know out of high school and stuff i worked for a a shipping yard up there that's kind of order buyers um and handled a lot of their turnout cattle so doctored a lot in the pasture and that kind of thing and i mean that you know all that stuff leads to um uh everything i love about you know cowboying and horses and and the whole deal yeah it's funny you say that uh, you know that your your passion for team roping and and you know writing music is what you do for for a living uh and for me, kind of my, my, you know, whole life, I've, I've, I've done other things, you know, to make a living, but my huge passion has always been just the, the cowboy, just the iconic image of it. And, you know, even the, whatever little bit of uh, kind of cowboy and I can do is, is like just what I'm drawn to the most. And, and that's kind of how this podcast was, was born. But uh, when did you realize, you know, that you could write songs and, and uh, you know, was it, and, and did you always play instruments too? Cause I know that you're, you perform as well. Well, my, um, growing up, uh, Dan, my, 
dad's side of the family were all musical. My grandmother played piano, you know, of course had me singing in church by probably four or five years old. Right. Um, and my dad played guitar. My great uncle played fiddle, his, his brother and sisters and all sang. And so there was a lot of family harmony around and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, for me, I fell in love, you know, with the guitar and singing and stuff early on. Um, and you know, I, I, I mean, I did, of course, all the, you know, local talent shows, all that kind of stuff, like a lot of people do. And, right. and, uh, just fell in love with music in general and, and country was where I, you know, landed. And, um, you know, so many of, uh, the artists that I love, um, Haggard and, and, and Waylon and, and, um, Gary Stewart. And I mean, just all the artists, they wrote songs and, and it wasn't that way for everybody. I mean, I'm a huge George Strait fan and, and George really didn't write, you know, he did a little bit early on and then he didn't for the longest, you know, time. But, um, so the songwriting part of it for me kind of went hand in hand with the performing and, um, all that together, because I noticed that, um, you know, a lot of the artists that I love had written some of their, you know, best songs and, and, uh, and then I would notice on the back of albums and stuff that there were writers names on there. And, and again, they weren't necessarily always the artist that was singing it. So I, you know, I figured out that there was, you know, there was a such thing as a songwriter and, and, uh, through that, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I probably wrote, I'm trying to think, man, I was in seventh grade. I had gotten my first electric guitar and amp and, um, I wrote my first song, I think in seventh grade, if I'm not mistaken, I had a crush on a girl, you know, kind of thing. And it was horrible. And I know I won't <laughs> sing it for you. And so you know, I try to forget it, Dan, but, but the reality of it is, is it really, I mean, that kind of thing of putting words and, and, you know, and, and chords and melodies and stuff together kind of, kind of started there. And then, um, but I didn't really take it serious till I got in college, honestly. Really? Really. And so who, what was the first the first song you wrote that, you know, was published? Uh, was it something you did or did you write for somebody else and and have it published? Well, um, when I first started at Starstruck, uh, uh, Reba's company at the time, that was my first writing deal. And my first cut, uh, major label cut was on a record, Smoke Rings in the Dark record. It was a oh. song called Sorry um that uh, Gary Allen cut yeah. I, I wrote with uh my buddies Wim Barbell and Sean Camp and I wrote that song and that was my first major label cut um and out out of that uh Gary invited me to the studio uh to hear him you know cut that song and um the producers actually asked me and a couple other guys to to sing uh harmony on a couple songs on that record as well so it's um uh, that kind of was the introduction to actually you know, having something, you know, cut, it was, a um, you know, major label cut and it was my first platinum album to be a part of. And then it led to other songs of mine, Gary cut and a good relationship there. Very cool. So just who, who all have you written songs for? I mean, uh, often- man, you know, Dan, I, and I say this not bragging at all, but man, God has been really, really good to me. I have been so blessed uh, to do what I love to do and, uh, and have some of my favorite artists cut my songs. I mean, I, I you know, Randy Travis, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Chris Stapleton, of course, Gary Allen, Randy Hauser, uh, Mo Bandy. Oh, um, I, I was on the last Porter Wagner record that Porter cut before he passed. And I mean, uh, Reba, um, golly, I mean, just a ton John party. Oh, um, man. I've just, yeah, man, it's been a good ride and and I've been very blessed and I'm very thankful for it because I really love, I absolutely love to write songs. Yeah. And what's it like when you hear them on the, uh, uh, you know, on the, on the radio or, you know, listening to them? Well, I mean, you know, um, man, it's, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's like winning a jackpot, you know, a big yeah. jackpot or something, you know, and you end up. 300 teams, you end up winning it or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's that same feeling because you, you really, um, you know, get to 
get to take in the success for the hard work and the time spent and the, you know, the ups and downs and all that go along with it, you know, cause we write a lot. I mean, I write a lot of songs. I've probably written four or 5,000 songs. I bet yeah. in the time I've been here. Um, I, I moved down here in 1993 and got my first publishing deal in 96. So, I mean, I've been doing it a long time and, and, uh, you know, like I told you before, very thankful for for any artist that's ever cut a song that I wrote, co-wrote, whatever, because it's, uh, you know, it, it just it lets you know that that uh, people are, are, you know, loving what you're doing and and uh, and you get your words out there and your feelings out there. And, and uh, it's man, it's it's a real uh, it's just a blessing, man, to hear those songs on the radio, somebody singing your words, your melodies, you know, and uh, it's it's been a real blessing. Now, now do you get, uh, do you mostly write uh, words first and then the melodies or have you had melodies that you had to put words to, or how does that work for you when you're writing? You know, for me, Dan, it's, it's, uh, it really goes hand in hand. I, I you know, I've had uh, ideas come to me and I, you know, driving down the road or whatever, and I'll hit voice memos on the phone and just kind of, you know, either talk those words in there or somewhat, makeshift melody of how I can kind of, you know, what I hear in my head and then, you know, um, work on it, uh, with a guitar or if I write with somebody else that plays piano or something like that, um, you know, they may, they may do, uh, you know, more of the melody, uh, and me, the lyrics or both, but most of the time it's hand in hand. I mean, we're, a lot of times, you know, uh, these days, especially I write with a lot of artists and, and, uh, songwriters as well, but, but a lot of artists and, and, um, it's, it's always a kind of give and take just back and forth kind of thing. And, uh, I may, you know, they may sing a melody or something and I go, Hey man, what if we do this here? And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really a kind of, I always say it's kind of, one of those things where you hit the ball across the net and they hit it back to you, you know, right. and, and, uh, you know, by day's end, uh, hopefully you have a finished song that, uh, you know, sonically sounds like what you want it to sound melodically and lyrically as strong as you want it to be. Right. Now, do you have any like formal education in, or did you study music or anything, or is this uh, all just natural, uh, talent? You know, I, I did, my, my uh, parents, um, they, you know, got me some guitar lessons when I was a kid. And, but for the most part, um, I feel like the formal education of that thing has really just been diving in and loving the kind of music I love and then just searching it out and, and, uh, you know, figuring out chord progressions and that kind of thing. And, and um, just really, um, honestly, by, just diving in to to find it because I love all kinds of music. I mean, I, I'm right. a, I'm a real traditionalist, honestly. Um, but man, I love R and B. There's some there's some cool rock stuff I really like. I love uh, some really great gospel music, and uh, um, there's I, I really am all over the board. But country is kind of my favorite. Right, right. I, I I'm kind of the same way too. Uh, uh... Cause I love all kinds of music. I mean, everything, but country is, is definitely my core kind of music, but I, I like a lot of good rock and Southern rock and mm -hmm. that stuff too, but uh, very cool. So now you're living, you're living, you're living in Nashville, right? I live just North of Nashville. My place is just North of Nashville in Springfield, Tennessee, which is about oh, 20 miles, just kind of Northwest of Nashville. Now, you, you know, do you know Trent Wilman? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've known him a long, long time. Yeah. Actually, he was actually the, uh, uh, second, second guest I had on the podcast. We, we, done oh, it, yeah. we done it. Yeah, absolutely. He cut a, a thing of mine on Cody Johnson, a song called where Cowboys are King that, that oh. I wrote, uh, that's Cody's Cody cut. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Very cool, man. You've, you've, you've wrote songs for a lot of people. Yeah, man. It's been good. I, I'm, I've been very blessed and have been blessed to have a, a lot of those artists, um, you know, take a liking to my music and songs and, and then, you know, be able to get in the room with a lot of them, Dan, I mean, yeah. and, and, and write with them together. I mean, I, I, one of my, you know, heroes, of course, is straight, you know, George and, right. and, uh, he's cut three things of mine, but, uh, I, uh, 
I, I had the title cut Honky Tonk Time Machine of his latest record and a song called Some Nights on that record too. But uh, in that process, I got to go down and I was playing uh, south of San Antonio and uh, I flew out the next day late in the afternoon and um, I called Bubba straight, who's, a, you know, George's son's a, mm-hmm. a good buddy of mine and a team roper as well, yeah. uh, as you know. Um, I called him because I was coming through there and I was flying out of San, uh, San Antonio and I, I said, Hey man, um, I'm coming through there and I don't fly out to like five that afternoon. You want to, you want to try to write a song? And cause we had written, we'd already written several songs together. And he said, yeah, man, I'll make that work. And so I was probably about 30 miles, I guess, from Bernie right there and uh, where I was going to meet up with him. And he called me and he said, Hey man, are you by yourself? And I said, yeah, I said, I am. And he goes, well, cool. He goes, dad wants to join us today. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And he goes, no, man. And I, I thought to myself when I hung up, I thought, man, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, you know. And yeah. and uh, George was so kind. And and uh, we wrote that day. And then I flew out that afternoon. But it was, uh, you know, um, I, I always say this when people, you know, they warn you about, oh, man, I don't know if you just meet your heroes, you know, because sometimes it doesn't go like you think it right. would. But, man, I can tell you right now, that guy is the top of the list for me. He is such a, you know, he's a cowboy. He's yeah. he's he's had one of the uh, probably best, hands down, best careers that anybody could ever ask for. Yeah. Uh, his music is phenomenal. And he is, he just... I just can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I had the opportunity to, to be down there at that George Strait rope. I never roped in it, but to be at it and just and just to see him down there. And and he's just, uh, he, he just kind of exudes this, uh, I mean, beyond star quality, but also very down to earth, super cool guy. Oh, man, the real deal. Just yeah, yeah. Uh, very laid back and, yeah. you know, he, he keeps to himself and he's, I mean, he's, He's what you hope every, you know, superstar uh, would be like. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I've, I played guitar, started playing guitar when I was a kid and I actually won a talent show in uh, sixth grade. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I had this little unique things that I did, but for me, it was, I always wanted to play the drums worse, but my mom, my mom wouldn't, she didn't want drums in the house, but uh, she didn't want to have to listen to that all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, and then my wife has always told me, oh, you know, you can sing, you have a good voice, you know, and, and it's like, uh, well, I might be able to sing at home, but it sounds a lot different when you, you know, you got to do it in front of people. <laughs> but anyway, I, I always, you know, had that, uh, like a lot of people, you know, dream that, hey, man, I'd love to, you know, be able to you know sing or write songs or whatever and and i used to write some songs that that uh i used to rhyme a lot of cuss words when i was a kid and way before they you know did it a lot and i don't know why but i can just i had this ability to do that and i still do but i i haven't uh released it I, and probably I, won't i understand that man if you could hear some of the lyrics we come up with before what y'all actually hear yeah, it would be uh, <laughs> it, it's it would be pretty suspect, pal. I can yeah. tell you right now, some of the things we come up with, and you know, which it just leads to a good time and a lot of laughs and and keeping it, you know, trying to keep the wheels turning. But it's uh, yeah, it would surprise you some of the stuff we come up with on yeah. the way to what you hear on the radio. Right, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, maybe I might have to just uh, send you part of my song and and uh, something I wrote, and and then maybe we can co-write one together. And <laughs> yeah, let me check it out, man. Oh man! So anyway, you, you I think we mentioned before you're getting ready to, to write with Jamie Johnson um, after this. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you written with him before? I've written with him one other time. I, I've uh, Jamie and I's paths have crossed several times, but uh, you know, Randy and I, Hauser and I are really, really great friends and have written a lot of things together. We wrote like a cowboy together. He's cut 10 or 11 of my songs, I guess. And uh, I had the very first single on him. I wrote a song called Anything Goes that um, Randy cut. It was his first single out and kind of established him as an artist. And 
Um, so he's been really good to me. We're really close friends and him and Jamie go back for years. Really? Um, they've been, yeah. And they're kind of touring together right now. That's this right. Tour thing. Yep. They're doing some, some theaters and stuff where they're kind of half capacity and they're just swapping songs back and forth acoustically. And man, if I, I tell you, I, I don't know, um, if you've ever seen those guys together with just guitars, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, those two guys together sitting on a stage on two stools with just guitars is phenomenal. I, I mean, it is phenomenal, and they are both amazing artists. And so, in get back to your question, no, I um, this will be the only second time Jamie and I've written, but I know he's working on a new record, and and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, we can get something written today that that uh, he'll cut and. Uh, it's going to be fun because I'm a fan. I mean, I'm just a fan of what he does and he's in a really good place and, and uh, got, you know, a lot of, a lot of opportunities, I think for uh, to get a new record out. And so hopefully we'll get, we'll get something written today that he'll cut. Yeah. Very cool. So are you roping much now or do you, do you get to, to rope much or man? I, you know, the, the sad part of this story is uh, <laughs> I have had two neck surgeries. I've got uh, two ruptured discs in my neck that they fused. And then I've got an artificial disc above that. And so I, at this point, um, don't want to have another surgery. And my surgeon, uh, has kind of advised me probably not to ride and rope anymore at this time. And I don't, man, I've prayed a lot about it and I'm just trying to get through it. And, uh, um, so I'm just kind of on hold right now. I, I don't know that I ever will again. I don't want to think that I won't, but right now, um, uh, unfortunately for me, I've had to kind of put it aside and, and, uh, you know, and just, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing because it was such a, a release for me and something that I love to do. And, um, man, I just enjoyed it so much. And, and, um, you know, like, like, all ropers, uh, you know, some days were better than others, but, right. um, I had bought a, I had a really nice, uh, horse that, I that I had for, since he was three from, uh, Scott Lund is a really good buddy of mine, Brad Lund's brother, uh, Scott and Dory, his wife live in Lynchburg, Tennessee, uh, ways from Nashville here. And we've just been really close friends for a long time. And, and, uh, I've got this, uh, horse from him when he was three and, and, uh, kind of finished him out. And then, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, he colicked and I lost him and, mm. and was kind of, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And, and, uh, I, uh, I called Cade and was talking to Cade about it and he called Paul Eves and Paul Eves had a really nice five-year-old. So I went and tried him and I ran, I don't know, six deers on him and just rope, just hammered them and, and uh, fell in love with him, bought him, and and uh, just man, I, I was just feeling so good. Everything was rocking. I was back to roping good and and uh, going and and placing and and you know, I mean, you just kind of in that zone. And then this thing kind of um, the the disc above what they fix has kind of got a bulge in it a little bit. And so I'm just kind of in that that spot. And and. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, Dan, I'll just kind of wait and see. And, and, uh, like I said, I don't want to have another surgery cause I've been through it and, right. and I don't know, man. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, I'm, I'm just kind of in that spot right now, but to say all that, you know, things can be worse. And, and, uh, the music side of things is if we can get through this COVID thing, get back to playing a ton and, yeah. um, you know, the writing, I've been writing a ton and, and, uh, got a lot of things in the pipeline to get cut once, once people get back in the studio. And, and, uh, so, and I just had a really super nice cold out of a really nice gray mare that I got that's, uh, bred to a, a metallic, cat attack this this out of metallic malice and he's a beautiful little stud colt and so i mean you know in all i i i'm i feel like i'm always going to be involved in it dan right. um and, and i've got such a passion for it but uh i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna keep my prayers said and and hopefully this thing will, will work out where i can get back to it but if not um you know I, i'm still going to stay involved in some way 
Yeah. Now, was, did you have a specific uh, injury to your neck or was it more like an insidious onset or? You know, the interesting part of this is, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I probably, uh, looking back, there's a couple things that, that probably led to it, but my surgeon, um, he said, oddly enough, uh, the wear and tear on your neck, he said, has a lot to do with the hours you've spent leaned over a guitar, mm. looking down, yeah. writing, yeah. Um, you know, hours upon hours every day. And he said, it, you know, unfortunately, it takes a toll um, on, you know, that part of your body and your neck. And, and you know, and I'm sure, I mean, like everybody, man, I, I've been a pretty physical guy all my yeah. life. And, you know, um, man, just went at it every chance I could get at, at yeah. doing whatever, you know. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I mean, uh, the reality of it is, is I'm 49 this year and it starts to creep up on me. <laughs> You know, <laughs> all that stuff you do in your t- teens and twenties, you know, you think, oh man, that, that I'm, I'm good. It hurts a little, but it'll be fine. Two or three days, you're good to go. But right. boy, I'll tell you, man, is it, you know, it, it starts to show back up a little later in life. So, um, I think, you know, uh, I'm sure all of that adds up to kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know the feeling, believe me. And I'm a lot, I'm a lot older than 49. I can tell you that right now, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, one other thing too, that uh, I, I just gotta, I, I gotta mention this because Marty had told me that, that you are um, also, uh, I think good friends with another, another guy that had the opportunity to meet uh, uh, Brett Buckus. And I've known Brett a long, long time, man. All, all I can say is, is that I, I got, I just got to tell this story because uh, my other good buddy Cody Cowden, he and he and Brett are good friends, and so, uh, you know, Cody, he's he's about as you know punchy as as you can get in terms of being mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, a cowboy. And he like he likes he likes to you know he likes to give me a hard time, and it's 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 you know it's all in in good fun, fun and games. But you know he's always got to try to stay up on you. So anyway, we're at the the uh, timed event championships in in uh, I think 2013, and Britt rolls in there, and long story short he uh he ends up staying in our hotel room and so uh oh gosh i'm telling you though man it's one time i mean it's one of those times you know when you laugh so hard you just you just cry you just can't even breathe (laughs) that guy had a lot of talent i mean he could have gone to hollywood and been an actor i mean his his voice stuff he did and he was doing this thing to cody cody took his shirt off you know he's got that little beer pop belly you know and and (laughs) and, and, brit started singing uh you're a mean one mr grinch and singing it in his voice and it was just (laughs) <laughs> just freaking hilarious but anyway i i just i always loved brit i always loved watching him rope you know and he always kind of had his own style and was, it was cool and i just i knew that you knew him so i i had to bring that up because that was hilarious yeah man he you know a lot of talent there uh crazy pretty wild you know i mean there's a lot of that stuff that whew, yeah i don't know he's yeah. uh he's 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 quite a mess but man what what a talented guy yeah that, uh you know yeah. uh i i haven't uh I haven't talked to him in a while, but, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, super talented. I mean, you know, when he, he was gosh, young hitting the scene and, and, uh, man, he, he was unbelievable, really. I yeah. mean, just the raw talent that guy had and, and ability to rope and heal and fast and quick hands and short, get him on a short rope and yeah. out of that. I mean, it was phenomenal to watch. Yeah. And he, he's, I had his, uh, that, that tape he did the, you know, the training, the uh-huh. team roping tape, which was, which was super great. And he was super good in it too, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, small world though. You know? Oh yeah. Tiny man. Yeah. I mean, once you, it's <laughs> interesting, the people that you, you know, run across and know, and I mean, especially in our business and, um, you know, and, and, and the cool thing about it is, is, um, you know, through what I do, uh, and, and my love and uh, for team roping and, and the whole cowboy, uh, lifestyle kind of thing is I've met so many wonderful people that I wouldn't been able to meet Dan, uh, any other way, you know, I mean, so many people that I admire and respect and thank the world of, and I'm good friends with, uh, due to music for me, introducing me to, you know, guys who, uh, in the rodeo industry and stuff are, are just icons. Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Yeah. How, how did, uh, speaking of meeting people, how did you and, and Marty meet anyway? You know what? 
uh, through Brit. They, uh, he was doing a school over there for them uh, one year when he was up at Sykeston. Okay. And then he uh, stayed over and uh, um, had a school the next day. And uh, that's that's where I met Marty. I had, I had gone over. Sykeston's about, oh, four and a half, five hours, I guess, from Nashville. Right. And uh, so he was up over there. And um, I think it was the year that he healed for Justin Yost. And uh, um, they were doing a school and Marty was involved in it. And right. uh, Red invited me over there. And so I went over there and hung out with them. Uh, and that's how I met Marty. Yeah. 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 He, he, he and, and his wife are great people. Oh, man. Yeah. They're wonderful people. And so many of those folks over there I met. Um, when I was over there, just super fine, wonderful people, really, really super nice. And, and, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, just like we were talking, I mean, I, I've met so many wonderful people that I thank the world of through, you know, just connections like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, um, by chance, Tommy Carlos? I do. Yeah. He's actually the cousin of, one of my best friends that that I went to college with, uh, I've known him for, oh man, I hate to even say how many years, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of his cousins. And, and it was funny because we were talking one day and, and he told me, he goes, hey, do you know, um, this is after I was right when I started the podcast and I had mm-hmm. Trent, Trent on and <clears throat> anyway, and then Trent knows him really well too. And uh, anyway, again, just goes back to that. It's a small world. And, and my buddy that I'm, that my really good friend, he's not in the cowboy world at all, you know, but but or really country music either but anyway it's yeah tommy's a great writer man i mean yeah. yeah good good guy great writer yeah very cool well hey man i i know you gotta you gotta get writing but i i, I gotta ask you you know the, my three questions i ask everybody do you do you got a favorite brand of uh, cowboy hats yes sir i do man i'm a i'm an american guy i really am i uh i love that I love everything about them. Number one, I love their hats. They're yeah. amazing, but I love, um, you know, their whole positive times thing, yep. Keith Maddox, and they just lost Keith. And, yeah. Uh, but they're such a great, great company. Uh, Keith Mundy, uh, you know, uh, runs that deal over there for them. And he, uh, going back, um, when I had my artist deal, I had two different record deals. I had a deal at RCA for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I left there and went to Sony. When I had my record deal at Sony, I was uh, I was uh, sponsored by Cinch uh, okay. when Keith was at Cinch. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so that uh, I've known him forever and uh, such a good guy. And and I, I love I just love American hats and and uh, I actually introduced uh, John Party to to uh, Keith Mundy as well. And so John. He's an American guy as right. well, and yeah, <clears throat> and uh, so it's 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 been such a good relationship, and I like I said, I love everything about their quality of their hats and and who they are and the company and what they stand for and you know American made the whole deal. I, I love everything about them. Yeah, yeah, I actually just uh, I just had Keith on the podcast here. I think I don't know maybe ten or twelve episodes ago, but yeah, yeah. super super great guy and and. and you know, the thing is, too, is is uh, everybody I've talked to in the industry, and I, and I talked about it when I had them on the podcast, too, I even guys that are independent hat makers and, you know, that, uh, you know, it, w- it, it wouldn't behoove Keith, you know, at all to, to you know, do anything for him. But he's that kind of guy. And, and guys have actually told me, you know, hey, man, Keith Money's a solid dude. Uh, I mean, he told me if you, if you need help with anything or whatever, you know, it's just a, it's a, it, it kind of that that thread that just goes through that company you know just being good people absolutely man i i can't say enough about them i have uh you know i i uh i always you know thank them and do my best to uh you know just kind of represent them as far as that goes because i think you know just my opinion uh but i think you know they they've got one of the finest products in in you know, the rodeo industry and, in, in American hats. Yeah, absolutely. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? You know, um, I, uh, I've been, a, I was an Anderson bean guy forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my buddy Jay Schaefer, who works for Durango, um, this new rebel pro, uh, Dan is unbelievable. I love this boot. Um, 
and I was not a, you know, and I told Jay that I was like, man, I, I don't know. He had reached out because I've known him for a long time. He ropes really good and we've been buddies. And, and uh, I know uh, Luke Brown wears those Durango Rebel Pros and so does Paul Eves. And, and they've got several of those guys, pro guys wearing them. But man, I, I fell in love with this boot. Um, I've, you know, of course, roped a ton in them, worked in them, the whole deal, they're tough, they last. And, and then they, they uh, just started having their exotics and, and uh, I got a pair of their uh, full quiz ostrich that I play in all the time when I play. And I love them, man. I just, uh, they really, the quality of them has, has gotten great and they do a great job with that boot and very comfortable. And, and man, I, I really love them. Well, yeah. So you're, you're telling me something new here because I'm not I'm not familiar with them for some reason. What is it called? The Durango Pro? Rebel Pro oh. is what they're yeah, they're new. They haven't uh they just kind of um started that boot maybe a couple years ago. Okay. And then, you know, they they became title sponsor, I think, to the American last year. I believe they were one of them that was okay. um Durango did. And man, it's I, I tell you, it's it's quite a boot. I, I am a big fan of it. Very cool. I'm gonna have to check them out now. Yeah. How about um, cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie or? Oh, man. You know, uh, I've, you know, I know you've probably heard this hundreds of times, but there's just so many. But, you know, Lonesome Dove, I think, is stands out hands down. Uh, Tombstone, what a great movie. Yeah. Uh, I like that old movie, Junior Bonner, to be oh, honest. Yeah. If I'm going to, you know, have a, a cowboy movie that man steve mcqueen was amazing in that movie and it's yeah. such a good movie and i know ben johnson was in that movie as well another you know super cowboy as well um but there's you know i, I mean a, a ton of great movies and and you know you can't say cowboy movie without john wayne period yeah, yeah. uh you know the cowboys uh, uh i'm I mean, just because it's got champ in it, just because Clay O's in it alone, yeah, is enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially for team ropers like us, you yeah, know. I mean, yeah, anything with anything with 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 Clay O in it is there's enough said there. I mean, that guy is the epitome of whatever healer ever wanted to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, he, he's another guy that when I when I met for the first time, I I, I liked like starstruck. You know, I met him. It was actually at the it was actually at the George Strait. He was sitting on his horse and I think he felt sorry for me because I think I probably just looked like, uh, you know, I was, something was wrong with me, you know, but anyway, uh, he's, he's such a big talker too, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, he's exactly, like, you yeah. get a word in edgewise around that guy. Exactly. I met him back, uh, several years ago, uh, at the U S finals in, in, uh, Oklahoma city back. Gosh, this has been several, several years ago, probably in the, um, maybe 90s i mean I, I went uh 95 the first year won a shootout out of the eastern regionals up there in in lexington and when it was at the lazy e you know right. and then i think this might have been like 97 or 8 maybe and i i got a chance to meet him he was he was kind of hanging out uh after the open there unsaddling his horse and stuff and man i just couldn't i, I mean i you know you can't walk by that guy without saying i just couldn't you know right. <laughs> but he was super nice, but man, he just, uh, you know, I thought, golly, man, this guy does not talk at all. <laughs> He's so quiet and reserved, you know, but just golly, man, what a, what a healer. I, yeah. I mean, just years, his years alone of just being dominant as long as he has been and changes style. And yeah, I mean, just, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Absolutely, man. Well, Bryce, hey man, it's uh, it's been beyond exciting to to have you on, and and uh, you, and now you get to go right with Jamie Johnson, which is, I mean, super cool. Uh, you know, I remember when he first came out, and, and uh, we just fell in love with him, man, too. So, oh man, you can't, yeah, you you know, you can't not like that guy's music. I mean, he's, you know, in color alone. Oh. That song was just such a. Man, when that thing came out, uh, it was, I mean, it was a time in our industry where it was, things were changing, right? And, you know, um, and boy, Jamie just, he just knocked it out of the park with a song that I think they won everything that year. I think they won song of the year, ACM and CMA that year. I mean, it was, um, man, just a stunning, uh, 
so well written song. Yeah. Um, that, you know, and, and he's such a great writer and an artist as well. I mean, he's had other ones, um, you know, give it away for straight. I thought was just yeah. unbelievable. You know, he wrote that and, um, yeah, he's just, you know, it's country, man, it's country music and it's, and it's, it's the real kind of country for me. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm in this business to, you know, make a living. I mean, that's right. what we do. And, uh, and our, our industry's changed a lot, Dan. And I, and I know you're a, you know, a lover of great country music and, and I am as well. And, um, you know, uh, for, as a whole, I think we've gotten away, um, from the traditional side of things, but, um, you know, there's some, there's some bright lights coming. I, I believe, I think, you know, with Josh and Cody Johnson, and there's a, a new guy named Randall King that's coming yep. on the scene that is great. And, uh, party John party as well. And there's a, there's another new guy that'll be coming out this year, uh, named Drake Milligan. He's a Texas guy that's, uh, uh, here in town making country music and it's country. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about those acts and, and hopefully we'll, you know, I mean, everything changes. Yeah. It just, you know, it, it's called the music business for a reason. It's not music hobby or whatever you want to call it. It's right. a business. Right. And, and uh, but I, you know, I, I love what I do and I love the opportunity to get to write with artists that really are, you know, trying to keep it uh, country as they can. Um, you know, they're, they're still at the mercy, a lot of them of getting played on the radio and, right. and in that, you know, comes, uh, some changes that they have to do and have to be a part of. But, um, you know, as a whole, uh, this country music is, this business is something I, I just truly love and, and want to continue to be a part of. And, and, uh, you know, as a writer, sometimes you have to, uh, you know, you just have to get in there and kind of row the boat and, and, uh, and, and work with, with different artists doing different things and help them to, uh, you know, kind of get, things across the way they want to say it and the way right. they want to hear it. And it may not always be, um, you know, your way of doing things, but that's, you know, that's what co-writing and being involved with an artist is all about is trying to help them, you know, get their style of music out to the public, the way they hear it and what they want to do. And, and, uh, and for me, it's been, you know, it's, it's been a fun ride and it's, and it's exciting to see some of these newer artists, you know, kind of, trying to keep the traditional, you know, part of, of our business, you know, alive and thriving because there's so many guys like us and girls like us, uh, you know, that still love real traditional country music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's talking about what you said there, uh, you know, that it's, 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 isn't, uh, uh, you know, the music hobby, it's, it's music business and, you know, it's, I'm going to really age myself here because I, I had eight track in my 55 Chevy, <laughs> my 55 Chevy pickup, you know, and, and when cassettes came out, I thought, why are they making these? These things aren't going to last. But, uh, you know, with the, with the advent of, uh, digital music and Spotify and everything, I mean, I know that, that artists get paid, uh, still, but what, what's that impact, you know, been like for you in terms of looking at, you know, they get paid per download now, instead of having to go and buy that CD or album, the vinyl, you know, physically. What, what? Well, the interesting part of that, Dan, is it's, uh, you know, that's, that's a, we could probably take a whole nother podcast on just trying to explain that. But the short answer to that is uh, when I moved to town in 93, there were probably 43 to 4,500 songwriters in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Here it is uh, 2021. And I would be willing to bet you, there's less than 400 signed songwriters today. Really? That's the difference of what this streaming um, and, and the lack of uh, mechanical sales has done to our business. Um, you know, uh, the laws are so far behind what technology does. And, and for Spotify and Apple Music and all these streaming services, um, you know, we get paid... Uh, 0. 0.006 cents on every stream, if that makes sense. Yes. Now, if we get played on the air on a on your terrestrial radio station, it's it's right under 10 cents a play. So you can tell oh. what that has done to our industry as far as um, 
you know, airplay goes. Right. Um, and, and the fact of, you know, I mean, it, you can pay a $10 service, um, you know, and, and, and open, open your world to as much music as you want to play. Right. As opposed to taking 10 bucks and going to buy a CD. Nowadays, you can go pay $10 and have access to every style, any kind of music, anything you want. Right. And, and it's not the fact that they're not playing, you know, these songs. We're just not, you know, we're still operating on the same laws uh, developed in 1912 for, for use of those, those songs. I mean, when you listen, you know, pull up Spotify, whatever, and listen to those songs, we're still operating on that same law of 1912, which is way behind of what it should be. And, and they're, you know, they're, they're working NSAI is, is a, a, um, you know, working hard, you know, lobbying, trying to, to, to get these laws changed to where the songwriter um, is still going to be a thing. I mean, the, you know, a songwriter is still going to be occupation to where a songwriter can make a living, own a house, you know, right. um, but we're a long ways from there right now. And, and hopefully we'll get there. Um, but I mean, it's a challenge because I mean, you know, as well as I do, uh, you know, lobbyists and, and, you know, lobbying for us, we, we don't have the funds to lobby against the Apple musics and, the, you know, the big, the, the big industries and stuff and, and what they can do, but hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get there, but it's, yeah. man, I tell you, it, it's, it's put a real, uh, it was a real dampening effect upon uh, our music business as far as songwriters and, and uh, that part of it go. And that's why, Dan, that's why so many um, songwriters that can perform like myself. I mean, we play a lot of shows up, you know, uh, up until this COVID thing happened. I mean, just as a songwriter playing shows and, um, you know, uh, corporate events and that kind of thing. I played 80 shows and, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, amongst, you know, writing songs and doing all this stuff. But I had played 80 shows in a year, which is a lot for a songwriter. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not your touring musician. Um, but I, man, I've played a lot of uh, songwriter shows and, and, you know, helped, helped to, uh, you know, kind of uh, support that lack of uh, uh, mechanical money from selling CDs and that kind of thing that we've, that we've seen go down uh, just in the last, you know, six, seven years. Right. Um, so all of us that are performing writers, I mean, we, we do, we play a lot and, and uh, so if there's anybody out there, man, looking for a house concert or, or uh, <laughs> you know, a songwriter to come, you know, tell, I don't know how many people, if, if you've ever seen one or whatever, but it's a cool event to have the songwriters come play, tell the stories behind the songs, you know, kind of give the account of, of a song like, like a cowboy, you know, how right. Randy and I wrote it and how we went about it and, and uh, among other songs that I have. And, but we do a lot of those things and, and uh, they can reach out to me on Facebook or whatever. And, and uh, I, you know, we do a lot of those things and, it, and it's cool. It's a cool thing. Cause people go, you gotta be kidding me. I, I, you mean, I can get you guys to, you know, come do a show in at my house in my backyard or whatever, or in my living room for, you know, 20 or 30 of my best buddies. And, and, and we, we do those house concert things along with other club shows and stuff like that as well. Right. But, uh, but that's, you know, uh, that's a short, you know, just a short clip of kind of what it's like to be a songwriter today, uh, especially with, with downloads and sharing and all the stuff that goes into digital, you know, um, media today as far as songs go yeah yeah it's it's interesting that uh uh that there you just you would just think that there would be uh you know would have been more protection going into this thing in terms of copyright and 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 so on and so forth you know and again we we can probably just keep going like you said for another hour talking about that but uh you know you think of that i mean somebody creates something like that and then uh is it are you almost like because of uh, just the way our digital media is now, you're almost forced to say, I mean, I got to put my stuff on there and take the point zero 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 six, you know, and then hopefully the other stuff gets played, you know, on uh, traditional radio where you're getting just under a, a, you know, a dime, which that's a huge difference. <laughs> oh yeah, radio, totally. You and, know? and, and, you know, just uh, for an artist and stuff like that, I mean, these, these digital, you know, platforms are awesome. 
I mean, right. there's guys making uh, a really great living touring, playing that that aren't even on radio. Right, right. You know, I mean, tons of them, and I'm all about it. I'm right. not knocking these formats at all. Right. I'm I'm for getting that music out there. I'm a hundred percent behind everything they're doing. Um, but just for us, I mean, we just you know everything moves so fast, and right. and uh, technology runs at such a high rate of speed, and you know, a year from now, there'll be something else that's out yeah. and going and rocking and, yeah. and, uh, you know, to try to get laws passed and, and, and go through the steps you have to go through. I mean, it's way behind and, yeah. and hopefully we'll get there though. I mean, we have a bill on, you know, uh, on the floor that, that, that will, will dang sure help that because the reality of it, Dan, is if, if, uh, you know, I know, I know guys, you know, 20 years ago that, that, made a great living as a songwriter that never had a hit on the radio, but had a lot of album cuts. Right. And those mechanicals, you know, in the nineties, man, um, golly, you know, Garth record sells 30, 30 million copies. And yeah. man, if you got a song on that, you've just bought a house right. and, and right. a farm probably, right. you know, <laughs> but these days they don't, they don't, you know, they don't, they just don't do that though. Right. You know, our record sales are down. And so if you're not, you know, if you're not having hits on the radio, um, you're not seeing that, that money come in and that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, and, and I think they will, I think it'll catch up. It's just going to take some time. And they, like I said, we've got some, we've got some things in motion and hopefully we can get them passed and, and it'll, it'll dang sure help out a songwriter. Cause I mean, everybody, you know, loves music and, and oh, yeah. all of us that create music, uh, we love what we do. Um, we just, you know, we just really want to get paid for it. I yeah. mean, in all honesty, you know, and, and, uh, it's so easy to share a record today with your best buddies and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, every time that happens, it's just, uh, one more, you know, always relate it to somebody like, Hey man, if you're going to hire a plumber to come, you know, fix your, your sink or whatever, when he leaves, he wants to get paid. Exactly. And, you know, uh, if you're, you know, sharing music, uh, and it's, I mean, it's just giving our, our, you know, our, our intellectual property rights away. And, right. and unfortunately it's just kind of where we're at, but hopefully we'll get that, you know, get it fixed and kind of get some things uh, headed our way because the reality of it, Dan, is you won't hear any of that music. If it doesn't start with a songwriter, right. putting the words to paper and melody, and that's where it all starts. And without those creators, um, music doesn't exist. And, yeah. and that's, that's the truth of it. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, is I, I think that, uh, and, and you know, people can, can take it for granted, you know, just thinking that it's always there Absolutely. and, and, and music is, I mean, it, it's so important that it's just almost for me, almost even beyond description because, it just sets the tone for so many things in our lives and so many, and, and, you know, I know this is kind of a cliche, but, you know, you can hear a song and, and it just brings you back to that moment, the, the smells, the sights, the, your feelings, everything. And that, that's just like with the, like a cowboy. I mean, you know, it's just, it's one of my all time favorite songs. And, and, you know, every time I hear it, it's, it's like, I'm hearing it for the first time again, you know, um, you know, there's there songs that come out and it's like, a hit, you, you'll like this song and then you'll play it over and over again. And pretty soon I'm sick of it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, it, but like, that's one of those songs that I just never, ever get sick of hearing. And when I want to, when I, if I need like a, a, a pick me up or a boost, you know, I'll, I'll put that song on, you know? And, oh and, man. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Cause that's, I mean, that's what we sit down to do every day. You know, everybody, I've always heard and we've always said, you know, we can make you laugh or cry in three minutes. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's what we do. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely a God given talent. And, and, uh, cause I've, I know it for a fact, cause I've, I've sat there with nothing to say on days and, and, uh, you know, just, just wait on it and wait on it. And, and God has provided, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's really a, 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 a cool thing to do especially when you start with a blank piece of paper. And by the time you're done, you've got, you know, all your thoughts and, and, uh, um, in three minutes, you've got it written down and, and, uh, a melody to it. And, and like you said, it, for a guy like you, 
that kind of song, you go back to it when you need that kind of pick me up or you just want to feel that good feeling, man, you immediately put that song on and, and, uh, and it does it for you. And, yeah. and that's, man, that makes me smile because that's, that's why I love to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is too, it, it's like, when you think about it, uh, you know, you, the analogy of a plumber coming and doing its work, uh, we just need to be aware of it that, you know, Hey, that's something that somebody's that's their work. That's what they do. And, and we can't get this idea that it's, you know, completely and totally free, you know, Absolutely. and, 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 uh, because nobody wants to work for free. No, you know, and, and, and especially as important as music is, I mean, could you imagine if, uh, you know, the old, uh, um, what's that, uh, Don McLean song, uh, American Pie, the day the music yeah. died, you know, it's, it's like, that would be a, a, uh, you know, that'd be a horrible day. You know, yes, you know what I'm would. saying? And, uh, yes, it would. I totally agree with you, Dan. Yeah. So, but anyway, so the other thing is too, is, 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 it's good to, to buy, because you can buy the music as well. You know, you can oh, buy, absolutely. you know, right off of, uh, you know, uh, it's available, Apple, man, yeah. everywhere these days. And it's so easy to yeah. buy. These yeah. Days, yeah. You and, know, and so when people are doing that, in, instead of, you know, maybe if you're just streaming all the time on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, you know, if, if we think about that and we go, hey, man, this, I really love this artist. I love this album, whatever, you know, buy that album, you know, because that's, uh, you know, that's helping support the guys that are and gals that are producing this stuff for us to consume absolutely you know absolutely and, dan i appreciate you saying that yeah. because it is true i mean it's you know um it's it's one of these things that um you know you can't um like i said i mean there's no matter what people are doing they you know what their livelihood is and what they do for a living they want to get paid for it i mean that's that's why they do it and and we are you know right there in in that same boat so i appreciate you pointing at that and and uh letting people know because it is important and and uh we you know we want to keep creating those songs and putting those records out that that uh you know matter in people's lives and and uh, help them you know enjoy the weekend and uh you know have a good cold beer after a long day of roping or whatever and it's like man you know cranking those tunes up and and enjoying it. That's, that's why we do it. We, I mean, I love that. I, you know, I go places and have been to ropings and this and that, and somebody go, Oh man, you gotta be kidding me. You wrote nothing but the radio. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're like, Oh my gosh, man, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And, and you know, it's always good to hear, but I, man, I appreciate you talking about that and, and shedding a little light on it. Cause it is true. And, and uh, you know, we, we want to keep doing this. I do. I want to do it for, for as long as I can. Cause I just, Man, music is is my life, and and I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what what's the best places for people to follow you anyway, and 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 check you out? I have, uh, of course, uh, Instagram, Facebook, that kind of thing. BryceLongMusic.com. I mean, they can they can check me out. Bryce Long songs. I mean, they can pull that stuff up, and and all that stuff is available for them. They can reach out to me if they want to. Uh, you know, I, I still play a lot of gigs and, and I really get a lot of gigs off of uh, people reaching out on Facebook and asking, you know, hey, man, what, you know, would you be willing to come play this or do that? And, I, and uh, you know, I get back to them and, and uh, you know, we do do a lot of work that way. So, yeah, I mean, if if anybody's interested in booking me or um, any any of that kind of thing, please reach out because I, I, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to come to wherever they are and and. Um, play some music absolutely well very cool well bryce hey man i've I, it's been great having you on i really appreciate it man i appreciate the time and uh actually my wife and i we've been talking about it because we've been going to come back to nashville for quite a while she's got some uh, some friends some long uh friends she's had for a long time that lived there they actually lived out here before but they're back there now and then and I've met so many people, you know, through the podcast. And uh, sure. I, I've told Trent a long time ago, yeah, I got to come back there and visit you. And um, anyway, um, so we were actually just talking. I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday. She said, well, we, you know, we can go to Nashville anytime because my wife kind of like to get a place back there in Tennessee somewhere because she loves it. Sure. So, so sure. when we come back there, I definitely. Uh, Man, look, look me up, please. I'd love to. I'd love to catch up with you, Dan. And thank you so much for having me on this thing. I love what you're doing. Like I said, I've listened to several of your episodes, man, and they're they're spot on. Uh, so keep doing this, man. I, I love what you're doing. I love the people you're bringing 
um, you know, on your show and, and, and letting us just join in and listen. I, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, and then we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Sounds good, Dan. Thank you, pal. You bet. legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die From the radio to the rodeo, I'm gonna do my thing. I don't compromise on nothing. What you see is what you get. I may be broken, busted, but they ain't killed me yet. I'm a cowboy. 